ever wish that certain things would go a lot faster? For us here at Brummy Mummies, it's the kids getting their shoes on and out the door so we're not late for school. Or do you wish that some things were a bit more reliable? Like actually being handed the school note to say they need a costume ahead of the day it's due? Well, we can't control the speed of our kids. Luckily for us Brummy Mummies, Talk Talk's Future Fibre is now here in Birmingham. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you throw at it. And it's great Talk Talk value too. Future Fibre might not speed up the school run, but when it comes to downloading our podcast or making sure your work calls don't cut out in the holidays because your son's playing video games or your daughter's streaming TV, ultra-fast and ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Exam revision can be a minefield for children and parents alike. How do you help your child to do the best in their exams without them getting too overwhelmed in the process? It's a fine balance, says Nicola Lepage. She's an assistant principal and history teacher at Nine Stars Academy in Acox Green and has helped hundreds of children through their GCSEs. She says it's vital that families look after their child's well-being during this high-pressure time. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Nicola has loads of reassuring advice on revision timetables, how much needs to be done each day, tools for revising, how to support your child and what to do if they're panicking. So let's get straight into chatting with Nicola now. Hi Nicola, thanks for joining us today. Hi, lovely to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. So when should students start revising for their GCSEs? I think with revision, um, it's really, really helpful to start as early as possible. And I would say definitely a few months before um, the exams actually start. Um, For most of our students, doing a little bit and often is a really good plan. Um, So I would advise students to have kind of started by now. Um, And if they haven't started by now, not to panic, but to make sure that they are building in some structured revision into their days and also their weekend as well from now on in the lead up to the exams. I think they'll feel less under pressure if they've had more time to revise. They'll be able to consolidate their learning um, more effectively. And it will also mean that they're a bit calmer in the lead up to the exams which I think is really important for their mental health. Yes yeah definitely. As you say about structure is it quite good to have a revision timetable? I'd always advise having a a revision timetable um, and I think that if students can work collaboratively with with their teachers, with their parents potentially to make one of these, it's a really, really good idea. Um, I would always advise people to have a timetable because what we can tend to do, and I'm guilty of this as well, I was at school and I am now, some of the things you don't want to necessarily do, you might leave. So if you've got a structured timetable, you can allocate certain times for certain subjects. You can make sure that you're actually tailoring your vision so that you can um, include some of the things that perhaps you feel less confident on or less inclined to do. And you can make sure that you've built that into your overall plan. So I would suggest to everybody having an overview. It will be what works for you, but making sure that you've got that structured plan in place is really, really a good idea. 
And should you allocate more time for the subjects that you feel like you're struggling with or should you just have the same amount for all across the I board? I think, holistically, I think it would be much, much better if um, you can allocate time for the subjects that perhaps you feel less confident with. Um, so you would be topping up, hopefully, towards the, um, uh, the exams when they're nearing completion. Um, but with regard to um, subjects that perhaps you feel less confident on, I think definitely building in more time for those is really important because that's where the work the work needs to go into if it doesn't come quite so naturally to you or potentially you feel less confident then they're the bits that you need to plug so I would allow a bit extra time for the subjects that perhaps you feel less sure of yeah that makes sense so what would you say to a pupil that's feeling quite overwhelmed and panicky about their exams? I think first of all it's it's really important to be empathetic I think it's been an incredibly difficult time particularly over the last few years for students and also parents um, some students have missed time in school physically others have obviously been out because perhaps they've been unwell with various things and I think the first thing is never to panic and never ever to feel that you're on your own um, I think the important thing is to take Take each day a step at a time, have your plan in place and make sure that through that plan you've got time to do things which ensure that you can enjoy yourself as well. There is never a point where it's a good idea to sit for six, seven hours straight doing revision. Um, you have to build in things from your everyday life so that you can actually have that brain break and that relaxation as well. Um, I'd also say to them, remember that your teachers are here to help you. We all desperately want you to do really, really well and work really hard to support you. Um, and so always talk to your teachers if you're not sure about how to revise or how to approach different subjects. I would always suggest speaking to your teacher. They're the best person to advise you and to help you with that. I was going to ask you about breaks. So is it good to kind of chunk your time into a, a, a block for revision? And how long would you say would be good? Uh, like when would your brain start to switch I, off? Really? I think that varies person to person. Um, and mm. I think speaking to lots of students, different things work for them. So as parents, what, what works for your son or daughter might not necessarily work for another another child. Um I would always guard against having massive, massive chunks of time without regular breaks. I think that's really important. So having water, having healthy snacks, etc., throughout that period to give your brain that sort of space to feed your body and also go outside, take a walk, etc., um, see your friends, all those sorts of things, really important. I suppose if I was doing a timetable, I might recommend that students, some students might like to do, say, a couple of hours in one slot or an hour of one subject and they might want to dedicate their time on that evening to one or two subjects. Others might be more suited to doing, say, 20-minute quick shifts of a variety of subjects on that evening. And I think students will sort of work out what's best for them and what will work for them best. Um, but I think definitely, however it's approached, you need to have those breaks intermittently in between because that's what refreshes you, enables you then to continue. I guess it is really important at this time for 
pupils to really look after their well-being. Yes, really important. Um, and I think speaking from a, a, a school perspective, um, we've really noticed a sort of a rise in some of the mental health concerns of students returning to school. Um, lots of people are facing more anxiety and I'm sure that a lot of the parents um, perhaps listening to this will also empathise with that as well, maybe experiencing that. People have had different um uh, things happen during this time at home. There's been isolation from friends and potentially family. Um, and yes, looking after your mental health is, is really important. And I think the first step to that is just making sure that you've got somebody to talk to. Um, it, it would hopefully be mum and dad. Um, it, it would hopefully also be your teachers and obviously your friends as well. But just making sure that you've got that outlet. And if you're feeling down and if you feel that you're struggling, the best thing to always do is tell somebody so that we can actually help you and guide you in terms of what might be the best steps forward. So roughly how much homework or revision should be done kind of every day you've said maybe like an hour suits some people or 20 minutes here and there I mean should it be done every day how much is needed really to pass a GCSE I, I would suggest that doing some revision each night is really important um I think that most students now, the homework that they will be doing will constitute parts of their revision. So they might be doing, for example, exam practice, um, papers, etc. at home for their teachers. So that can incorporate some of the revision. But I would say probably a couple of hours each evening, definitely, they should be looking to do. Um, and then at the weekend, I think it's really important to have some sacrosanct time at the weekend, which is just for you, just for you, your family, your friends, but also making sure that you have more time at the weekend, so building in extra time. So maybe, say, for perhaps sort of half a day um, each of the days or maybe um, three quarters of the day on the other day would be good. And remember, the revision can be different. It doesn't have to be all um, looking over their class notes um, and looking online. It can be doing things that are active as well. So I think bringing that variety in is important because we all get bored of doing the same thing over and over again. So the variety mm. as well as the breaks are important. So what can you do to make it more active rather than just looking over your notes? I think um, one of the things that I would always suggest is that some people, very, very few people have photographic memories. Um, unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. So if I'm not trying me. to revise, <laughs> it's not going to go in if I just read it and then I hope it's going to go in. Um, I think some of the old fashioned ways are really, really good. What we'd say we're sort of older now, like making the flashcards and making notes around different topics. I think practice practice where you've got application with certain subjects so um, maths and science etc it'd be good to practice those skills over and over to make sure that you feel confident um, and then obviously um, as well as things like that it would probably be that you might want to look online you might want to look at things like um, some of the sort of online um uh, websites that you can go to to help you with your revision. Also, a school, school will have produced, I know that our school produced some 
quite extensive revision resources to students um, to support them um, by subject. You can also get some really good revision guides um, on the open market as well. And I would suggest the parents, if they haven't had some communication with their schools about that, to ask them about what might be good. Um, and also, I think doing things with people. So it might be that you um, could sit with your son or your daughter and you could help them by testing them, some low tech stakes testing. Um, it doesn't have to incorporate a lot of knowledge from you. They can create, say, 20 questions with the answers and you can test them on them for them. Um, they can work with their friends and they can do revision groups as well. So I think... The ideal is to have what suits you, but also not to stick to one particular thing, to actually try and change things up so that you've got some variety. I, I haven't met many people, um, it's probably a, not a very good thing to say on, on something like this, that really, really love revision. It's something that is mm. you have to do it um, and it's important that you do it, but it can be more enjoyable if you make it um, more exciting. Are there any specific tools that you could recommend, perhaps any websites or stationery or any particular things that have been really helpful yeah, for your so, pupils? Um, I think there are, there are a number of different um, uh, websites. I mean, some of the um, ones like uh, GCSE Bite Size are, are very good in terms of keeping up with um, some of the specifications. And what they generally do is they have an overview of some of the some of the different topics within the whole range of GCSEs and there will be self-quizzing, etc. on there as, as well. So that's that's a useful one to go to. I think also um, the actual websites for some of the... Um, the actual GCSEs, so the exam board websites are getting a lot better at providing things for students to support them. Um, the um, companies who actually produce the revision guides and the revision books, again, have lots of online material now which students can access more virtually rather than just through their textbooks, which again is another really good avenue for them to use. Um, I think in terms of stationery, in terms of some of the things that are really, really useful, I tend to be somebody who likes to look at things if they look really nice. So having things like highlighters to highlight key terms, highlight key words, um, using mind mapping to actually map out thoughts and concepts and being able to interlink things together. Um, also using... Um, the notes that you have in class um, to actually summarise and practice actually bullet pointing down into smaller chunks so that you've got the key themes from different topics can also be really useful as well. Yes, that's really useful. I didn't realise that the, the exam boards and the and the textbooks had so much um, online resource available. Yeah, so, you, yeah, can, good yeah, to know. so you, can, you can use some of those as well. And I think that would be helpful. And remember, with things like the exam boards, they also have a range of sort of the past papers. Um, and for students who've been used to doing this in school and, and parents may be interested, you know, you can go on there and, and the actual site will provide you with guidance on answering certain questions as well as um, reports on how 
helps common misconceptions with certain questions as well. So it depends at the level of revision you want to go to, but they're, they're always a good shout. And I'd always say that if you have a look on your school website, um, the website of your school that your child goes to, they should also have a plethora of resources on there um, that, that your son or daughter can also use that's been collated in whatever format. So we have it on Teams and our students can, can use that. And I think one of the things from COVID is that most schools now have an online offer for students as well. Um, and that's mm. continued in terms of what we can do to support them outside of school um, with their revision as well. So lots of resources on there. I'd encourage parents um, to, to ask their schools if they're not sure what's available there should be I would have thought quite a lot there for them that's great and I guess that helps with feelings of isolation with revising as well you don't kind of feel on your own if you're accessing all those resources and I think that um I think that particularly when you don't feel so confident or you feel really worried about a particular topic or a particular subject you can almost build up a, a brick wall. And I think in that sense, mm. it's, it's really important if you're struggling, um, not just to rely on those online resources, but speak to your teacher, because they will be able to sit you down, be able to talk to you about that particular topic and give you some guidance and advice, whether that might mean that they go over a topic with you or whether it might just be specific guidance that would help you revise in that particular subject because obviously all the subjects are different there are lots of them um, and I think getting that advice directly from your teachers would be really valuable. And would that be the same for pupils with special education needs to talk to their teachers about what can be done to help them to achieve great Absolutely. results? Um, and I think that um, it's really important to remember that those students should have been receiving support throughout their time at school. Um, and so um, things should have been differentiated, put in place for them throughout their period of time. And it may be that some students um, who fall within that um, the SCND um, bracket would require extra time in exams etc and things like that and they will have contacts in school um, either teaching assistants or members of um, staff who work with them regularly and yes I would certainly advise them particularly to speak to their teachers and also for parents to contact school if they're at all unsure if they feel that they need some further guidance or advice on how specifically they can support their child with particular needs then schools do have experts in school so the SENCO or people who work with students who have those needs and they will be able to give that specific guidance and advice. So when should students stop revising or should they just keep kind of cramming it all into the last minute? <laughs> I, think, I think there's a danger with cramming. Um, you, you can get to a point where you reach a peak and then, and then it kind of goes downhill. So um, I think ideally... Um, it would be really good for students to have got to a point where they feel secure with their knowledge um, a little bit before their exam, say in the previous week, and then doing top-ups so that they're not feeling in the week running up to the exam because it may well be that they have two or three papers on one day. And so the danger with yes. cramming up until the last minute is that you might have three quite significant papers the next day and then um, you're trying to 
load loads of information into your brain and it's just not going to work. You're going to feel stressed. You're not going to sleep very well. You're going to get up the next morning and you're going to be exhausted. So I would say probably in the lead up to the exams, you're going to be wanting to cut the revision back a little bit and just focusing on the areas that you feel, right, I need to top that up. I need to focus a little bit more on that area. I feel secure on this, but this is what I need to focus on. And just spending a little bit extra time on those would be really valuable. Is it helpful to have a goal in mind with revision? Is it good to start to set yourself a target right at the start? Maybe? I think so. And I think goals can work in different ways. Um, I think having a view to what you want the end point to be is really important for all of us. Um, I think otherwise we can meander off on lots of lovely little journeys to the side and we don't necessarily get to where we want to be. Um, so I think having a goal about what your overall aim is um, is really important. So that might be um, for most of our young people, probably I want to be able to go to college. I want to be able to achieve these grades to go to college. Some of us, I would like many to go to university. I have particular jobs in mind that I would like to do. And I think that longer term view is really important because that's what keeps us motivated in the shorter term, yes, I think these sort of mini goals where you've set out particular things that you want to learn by a certain stage and you're going to test yourself on and you feel, yes, I've secured that, they're little milestones along the way. And I think that, you know, we, we could all say, oh, I want to get to this point, but we know that it takes lots of steps and pardon the pun, but Rome wasn't built in a day. You need to do it step by step. And there is a lot. If you've got 10 GCSEs, it's a lot to revise for. So just breaking that down, but also thinking how exciting it's going to be when I've got these GCSEs, I'm on to the next phase of my educational journey and how brilliant that's going to be. All the opportunities of going to college, meeting new people, doing the courses I desperately want to do from my GCSEs. So thinking about, although it's a stressful time, this really is such an exciting time, um, I think is really important to keep in mind. I think we all like being able to tick things off, don't we? I think you, there's a sense of Absolutely. satisfaction in that, yeah. isn't there? And I guess it gives you a bit of confidence that you are getting through yes. the work if you can actually see that you've yeah. ticked stuff off as you've Definitely. gone along. Definitely. And if you've got those little milestones and you're sort of, um, you may be establishing, well, after I've done this, I'm actually going to ask mum or dad to test me on it or I'm going mm. to um, test myself on this or I'm going to meet up with my friends and we're going to go through this topic together. Again, it's things that kind of keep you going along the way but yes like you say I think mini goals really important along with the long-term sort of aspirations. And quite nice to look back on the night before as well I guess when you're panicking mm. and thinking I, I have I can't remember anything can you look back and think oh yeah I did take that off I yes. do know it. And I think I think that <laughs> I think you've hit on a really interesting point there because I think when when you've seen lots of students for example and you've been through a lot yourself you sometimes do feel my mind's gone blank it's gone. Yes. Nothing's there. And you know you've got an exam, you've got it in half an hour's time, can't remember anything. And the amount of students that you see who are like in that state. And I think it's really difficult, but it's just taking that step back, taking a few deep breaths and realising actually you've worked really hard. You've worked really hard to get to this point. You deserve that success. And it's just take a few deep breaths. And I think that's why when going into exams, I mean, for, for my groups, I, I always tell them to go through a little routine when they go in. Just the deep breaths. 
make sure you read through the paper. Look at it again. Don't panic and just do the steps we do in class. And lots of teachers or, well, you know, the majority of teachers will have talked to their students about this. Um, But I think it's that panic and just being able to the routine then take you out of the panic. This is what we do. I've done it lots of times. The only difference is I'm now in a big hall and I know it's the final one, but I can do this. And I think that's really, really important. And that's where self-belief, it's very difficult for a lot of us, I know, but that self-belief um, is really, really key. And I think you hit upon something there and that's reading the question properly. I mean, that must be so frustrating for you as a teacher when you look at an exam paper and realise that the student's just not quite read the question yeah, correctly. Yeah, and I've got some very good examples of that very recently. So um, my uh, some of my year 11s at the moment, they've been doing sort of PPE mock papers and um, there was a question on there, um, which I knew that they would know, um, but it had a date range in it. And um, they talked, a lot of them did a superb answer. It would have been a top mark answer, but they misread the dates. And they talked about a different date range about five years out. Wrote beautiful responses, but I couldn't give them any credit for that because obviously they hadn't actually um, read the question properly. And I think that's why spending some time looking at the command words in questions. What is this question actually asking me to do? What are the parameters that I need to bear in mind? Um, So if it's specific dates, if it's specific methods, if it's in different subjects, you need to just make sure that you read that. And I think that's why it's important. Um, What's the saying? There's a saying, isn't there, if you're doing DIY, measure measure twice and... I can't remember it. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's exactly the same thing. It's just making sure that, yes. you know, take the time to read it. It might not be, and you might think, I can't answer that, I can't answer that. But actually, if you reread it and you just take a step back, you will have covered it and you probably will have revised it. So what can we as parents do to support our children in this time? I think time? one of the most important things is being there. Um, uh, being there to, to talk to your son or your daughter about how they're feeling, how they're getting on, um, being that supportive sort of ear for them. Also, being that that person who says, right, you, you do need to get on, you need to sort of uh, make sure you're sticking to your timetable. So sort of the, the two ends, the, the carrot. No, I'm not going to say the stick because I don't want to <laughs> say the stick, but the kind of both sides of that. Um, I think it's really important um, that young people have the support of all of those around them. And I don't think anybody's more important than their mum and dad in that regard. Um, And I think just encouraging them, talking to them about things that are going well, asking them how their revision is going. Do you need some help? Let's have a look at this together. What areas are you struggling with? Do you need some help? Do you need some guidance? How are things going? I think I think that checking in is really important. And I also think as well, um, just making sure that they're, they're staying on track with what they need to do, especially I would say as the weather is getting a lot nicer, as, as we alluded to sort of earlier on. Um, it, it, the temptation is to go outside to not necessarily do the things that you have to do because there's so many other things you want to do instead. Um, and I think just making sure that they stick to that timetable and checking in on them with that is 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 really key too. 
It's getting that balance though, isn't it, between being supportive and being yes. a real yeah, nag. absolutely. And, and teachers go through this all the time. So so I do I do yes, empathize. I um, and I think it's and that's why having the timetable is so important because that sets out the parameters. They can do what they wish to do outside of that time. Um, you know, they can meet up with friends, whatever it is they're wanting to do, going out and um, socialising, um, playing, gaming, whatever it is. But that time that they have dedicated in their revision plan to do um, what they need to do, then they need to they need to stick to. And I think if parents have actually discussed that revision plan with them and talked to them about how they're going to prepare for their exams, that process of the supportive nagging will be a lot, lot easier because the conversation has, has, has happened already. So do you think rewards are a good idea? I think I, I, I think rewards are, a, are, are sometimes a good idea. I think what I would maybe be concerned about is um, is 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 sort of rewards for say um maybe grades that students get etc i think that general sense of the well done's when they've done their revision building in times for treats and things like that during the revision and period spending time with you spending time with their friends is is really important i think a celebratory um meal or celebration outing or something like that at the end of their their revision period when the exams are done would be really really a lovely way to celebrate what they've achieved even before the exams actually the results come out because I think you're also acknowledging the work that has gone in up to that stage um, and 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 marking that and celebrating it Um, I think in terms of I think probably for students the biggest and children the biggest thing when they're actually working for their exams is to have regular things they enjoy dotted throughout the time period that they are doing that so whether that is things that parents do with them or whether it's other things I think they're kind of the rewards does that make sense yes they're downtime and that might be absolutely playing their computer games or watching tv giving them the freedom to do that and allow Mm. them to unwind and relax and then yes by all means having a you know marking when they've done something well brilliant fantastic are there any other suggestions that uh, we perhaps haven't covered that you that you offer to your pupils? I think with with all of these things, I think one of the things to remember is this: this is just one part of your journey. Um, a lot of us, when we're facing things that we find difficult or challenging, it it seems like an, it's an eternity and it will never finish, and it's 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 this massive, massive. Um, thing that we've this hurdle that we've got to go through um and I think trying to keep the sort of dialogue around this is the first step this is the next step things will come after this and you know with revision and with that work we are sure that you will do well if there is something that doesn't for whatever reason go right that is what life is about in a sense and we we all go through times of disappointment. We all go through periods of, of, of things not necessarily working. But things will work out in the end. And I think just letting young people know that if they've done the best that they can and they have worked the hardest that they can and they've taken on the guidance, we cannot ask them to do anything more than their best. And I think there's a reassurance in that 
because we're not asking students to be something that they're not. We're asking them to, to really try their best so that they can reach their potential. And I think the majority of them will not let themselves down or anybody else down because, because they'll be doing what, what they need to do. That's really helpful and really reassuring. Thank you so much for your time, Nicola. It's been really good talking oh, to you thank today. thank you. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You can read more of Nicola's tips and watch a video of our recording on the Brummy Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. This is a laudable production brought to you by Brummy Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the podcast on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to follow our Brummy Mummies Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there, sign up for our free newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time. Today's episode of Brummy Mummies has been powered by Talk Talk's Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband, proving that some things are better faster. Future Fibre is now available in Birmingham. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre subject to local availability.